Support comes from the Wiregrass Archives at Troy University's Dothan campus, identifying and preserving historical documents and photographs for research related to the Wiregrass region. More information at troy.edu slash wiregrassarchives. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. This summer has brought record-setting heat to the United States. In our book series, The Storyline, we talk with military historian and professor William Forshen, who for decades has been concerned about the vulnerability of the aging North American power grid. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and his new book is Five Years After. He joins us by Skype from Montreat College in North Carolina. Professor Bill Fortune, thank you so much for joining us here at Troy Public Radio by Skype from Black Mountain, North Carolina. And how are you today? I am fine. So let's talk, first of all, about your interest in the power grid, because we've been doing some energy interviews on our network. Okay. Well, it derives from the fact that I wrote a book about EMP, electromagnetic pulse, called One Second After, where if the United States is ever hit with an EMP attack, being a nuclear weapon above the Earth's atmosphere, it could possibly destroy the power grid of the United States. But deriving from that is just interest in the power grid in general and the woeful state of disrepair that we are currently pumping our electricity on. You know, you're a military historian mm -hmm. and a New York Times best-selling author of the series One Second After, The Final Day, One Year After, Five Years After. You wrote a couple of books with Newt Gingrich, Gettysburg series, the Pearl Harbor book. How did you find his interest coincided with yours about this power grid? Oh, that's a fun question. We were introduced to my publisher. He wanted to match a writer up with Newt. From the moment Newt and I met, we hit it off. Because remember, Newt was a history professor once upon a time. And we've been good friends now for 30 years. We wrote, I think, eight or nine books together. And the whole energy issues of both EMP and the energy grid are top priority items for him as well. You talked briefly about the response to your concern, his concern. Why are we not concerned about the stability of this power grid, which could be subject to attacks of all sorts? Well, not just an EMP strike, which is catastrophic, but we're under constant cyber attacks. Now, my school, Montreal College, specializes in teaching cybersecurity and IT issues. You sit in their lab, it's constant. It is all the time, hundreds of attacks a day. We have a very vulnerable grid. According to a DOE study of several years back, the average component in our grid is 40 to 50 years old. We're pumping our electricity on a system from the 1970s, 1980s. It is, as one energy exec said to me recently, we hold it together with spit and prayers. That's about it. It's a very vulnerable system. What about the Pentagon and Congress, their response to this concern? Let's look at it this way. We're spending, we put together a trillion-dollar energy bill 
related primarily to solar and wind power and such. Now, I am in favor, actually, of solar power, but that doesn't work 24-7. The vast majority of our electrical grid, the parts for it, they're made in China. They're not made here. The homegrown industry that America once had is gone. We are relying on foreign countries to replace key components. They could turn that off at any time. The energy grid is very, very vulnerable to a number of different problems. Yeah, and there in North Carolina, your power stations have been hit by gunfire, which knocked them out. Absolutely. You take any substation, one person with a high-power rifle and half a dozen shots can shut down 100,000 people. I remember one report indicated that if nine key substations were hit by terrorists, it could shut down most of the American grid for weeks. What do we do now? What's the temperature in Montgomery today? In the 90s with a lot of humidity. And imagine if the power went off for two weeks. Think of nursing homes. Think of the people out in the southwest, Phoenix, 110 degrees again. Whatever the cause, I don't necessarily believe in global warming, but we have a grid that gets overloaded and is running at max capacity. One or two components fail. It can start a cascading effect like it did in Texas two years ago. Back to your books, which bring in the power grid. What are EMPs again, and what does that mean for your average listener? Sure. EMP, shorthand, electromagnetic pulse weapon. It's created by detonating a nuclear weapon about 200 miles out in space, which sets up an electrostatic discharge. It's known as the Compton, C-O-M-P-T-O-N effect. When that hits the Earth's surface, the electrical overload created by this static discharge feeds into our power grid because wires can also be antennas. And it starts literally melting lines off of the power poles. The grid shuts down according to congressional studies 2002, again in 2007, 2008. Upwards of 80 to 90 percent of Americans could perish in the year after a complete shutdown of the grid. And in a podcast interview you did, which is featured on YouTube, you were very concerned about players like North Korea and Iran using such an attack. Right. I don't worry all that much about China and Russia because it's quid pro quo. If they ever did it to us, we do it to them. Take a third world player run by an unstable maniac like Iran or particularly North Korea. North Korea already has the capacity to put an ICBM over the United States. They've had it for several years. Say one day he goes completely over the edge, figures he's going to take America out. He could do it. Elaborate on what would happen to this country if that occurred start with you. Where did your water come from this morning when you got up and had breakfast? Right. Multiply that across the country. The water system in the United States, it requires electrical pumping. It requires electrical sewage. The average town only has about 20 days worth of food on hand from what's in your refrigerator and melting to what's in the supermarket. Pharmacies will be shutting down within a matter of a day or two. The bad guys can be coming out And they know there's no way of the police to even communicate anymore. Disease will be breaking out within a week or two, gastrointestinal, and then all the other things. Again, let me go to nursing homes. What happens if they no longer get their cancer medication, pain medication, medication for Alzheimer's? It starts turning into a chaotic nightmare. 
Professor, we don't need another Pearl Harbor, and you've written about Pearl Harbor and the massive losses there. Mm-hmm. I actually use that as an analogy. Imagine if on December 7th, 1941, that evening, the president's talking with the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and one of them points out, Mr. President, we got a problem. All our aircraft carriers are made in Japan. All our planes are made in Germany. What are we going to do? Again, we're not manufacturing the key components that we did 30 and 40 years ago. It's all farmed out. We're dependent on foreign sources. That is very worrisome. The John Matherson series, five years after, is this the new book coming out? Yes, ma'am. It comes out August 25th. And like the title implies, the latest book is about what would America be like five years after an EMP strike. I noticed in the foreword of one of your books, you said you so hoped that you would be remembered as a crank rather than a prophet. Absolutely, yes. I pray for the day. Maybe I'll be long gone by then, but my grandchildren are living in a healthy, safe, modernized electrical grid, and the United States is prospering. Thank you for joining us today by Skype and talking about your book series and the power grid. It's been a pleasure. I'm really enjoying it. And stay cool where you are. Joining us by Skype from Montreat College in North Carolina was military historian and professor William Forsten, author of the new book, Five Years After. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.